welcome back to The Wise Man's Page, the daily podcast where we read Patrick Rothfuss's The Wise Man's Fear page by page. This is page 964. There's truth to that, I admitted. Gold can make a chain as easily as iron. Still, one can hardly blame a man who hopes to decorate you. Hardly, she said with a smile that was both wry and weary. Many of their suggestions are rather indecorous. She looked at me. What have you? Would you have me decorated or indecorous? I have given some thought to that, I said with a secret smile, knowing I had her ring tucked safely away in my room at Anchor's. I made a show of looking her over. Both have their merits, but gold is not for you. You are too bright for burnishing. Denna gripped my arm and squeezed it, giving me a fond smile. Oh, my cloth, I've missed you. Half the reason I came back to this corner of the world was in the hope of finding you. She stood and held out her arm to me. Come, take me away from all this. That's the page and the chapter. I'm Jeremy. I'm Jordana. I'm Nick. And as I mentioned yesterday, I think that she is still trying to get a read on him. Uh, her biggest fear about him was possibly confirmed for her in the fight that they had, which is that he's just like every other guy. He just wants to control her. And I think that's still present on this page where even in their uh, verbal fencing and rather sexy flirting, she's still kind of floating the, not the offer, but I think the the line, would you have me decorated or indecorous? That's another way of saying like, which kind of guy are you? And he rather deftly responds in the Jordana way by remaining on the fence. It is the way. This is the way. <laughs> I don't think he is on the fence when he says both have their merits, but gold is not for you. That seems pretty definitively to me to fall on the side of indecorous. Well, that, I think that's why it's deft because the way she you know, let's, let's close read her flirtatious uh, words here. One can hardly blame a man who hopes to decorate you. Many of their suggestions are rather indecorous. So both of those are, are negative. Yeah. There's no winning. There's no winning unless you're quoth and you take the middle path. Ah, I see now, Jordana, your wisdom. The Welcome Wisdom the of Fences. Yes. The Wisdom of Fences, a book by Jordana Heaney. <laughs> Again, I don't think that in this particular conversation, there is a negative valence attached to indecorous coming from quote. But the word indecorous is generally negative. I mean, coming from quote, it's extremely flirty, right? Like her, to me, it's like, oh, do you want, you know, would you rather me be decorated or be a bad girl, be indecorous? Ooh, and then he goes, oh, well, you know, both of me. But as an immediate follow-up to what she said before, uh, many of their suggestions are indecorous. So like, what kind of guy are you? And I do think that it's it's a, when did you stop beating your wife kind of question where there's no good answer if you take it at face value. Uh, I don't think it's necessarily intentional or if it is, it's not like she's not trying to trap him, but I think that her guard is still up. I think she is pleased to see him and she is genuinely enjoying being around him and their little verbal sparring. But I think that her guard is still up and she's still kind of going, is he actually like, should I be nervous around him? And I think that carries forward into the next chapter. Yeah, see, I think you guys have been brain poisoned by close reading because I think that what it comes down to here is the same the same sentence said by two different people can mean two different things to you. It's 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 not not to take us to a place of Reddit, but it, it reminds me of the idea of like, you know, how how do I make girls likely? And step one is be attractive. 
And step two is don't be unattractive. And what that really means is there's no like magic set of words, contrary to what this book will say, there's no magic set of words that will make someone drop their knickers for you. And in fact, two people could use the same tactic, the same flirtation, and it would be received differently from those two different people by one, by a person or by different people. So I think that when Quoth says something indecorous to Denna, she likes it because she likes Quoth. When, when someone else says something indecorous to her, she doesn't like it. I think it's as simple as that. Mm, this, is, this, is, this is reasonable. Jordana, your wisdom is palpable. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I do take issue with what you said, Jeremy. There is a magic, uh, a magic thing you can do to become attractive, and I will tell it to you now, listeners. Step one is like yourself, and that I don't don't pretend to like yourself, and don't make yourself into someone who you think you would like, but actually genuinely learn to like yourself. And number two, be a person who is worthy of liking. Do things and act in a way to prove not just to yourself, but to others, that you are like genuinely worth it and and they will come. That's how you become attractive. That's how you that's exude true. confidence. But that's it has to be true. it has to be real. That's that's the trick and that's uh And that's you know, the journey. <laughs> that is the journey. And not to get too into like therapy hour, but that is the mistake I made is that I pretended for a long time to be someone uh who I liked and it was not uh, right and it led to ego death, which is a whole other kettle of fish. But I like myself now and uh, it worked mm-hmm. out. We like you too. Yeah, thanks. There you go. Right. See, solved it. We should start a YouTube channel. <laughs> <laughs> what will we call it? The middle, the, the way of the fence. What, what was ooh, it? The, ooh, the, I the like path it. of I like the it. the path of the fence. I also enjoy "solved it" as a as a good uh, as a good title. That feels like a good one as well. Like yeah, but then people would think we're a math channel. We could still do math problems. Please no. There's a there's a guy I I watch now. Helps me fall asleep, but he's genuinely fun. He's a he solves Sudoku puzzles. He's sort of like a charming British fellow uh, who's you know constantly befuddled and making silly jokes that he chuckles at. Um, but he he has this really nice melodious voice, uh, and he solves the Sudoku puzzles in a way that makes them seem very approachable but still complex. Um, and he makes it he makes it very compelling. But also, uh, you can fall asleep to it. It's great. That's the kind of content I aspire to be making. Listeners, okay. if you're not falling asleep to my melodious voice, I've failed. Okay, wait, but we want them to not fall asleep because we want them to listen to the content of our podcast and write us letters. We want them to listen to the comp- the the content of our podcast and write us letters, but on subsequent listens, when we've become a So a on trusted, their re-listen. Exactly, a trusted, okay. familiar voice, one Once that you, listen you want. to all the episodes, That's then right. we listen That's to them right. We're okay. a trusted, familiar series of voices that you want uh, filling your space and drifting into your dreams, kill the president. Uh, then, Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> then, then you'll know that we've succeeded. <laughs> Love it. Okay, I do have a note on this page before we peter off topic too too quickly. Despite their fight, I feel like, and 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 so despite their fight and despite Denna really like questioning. Uh, like who Quoth is if he's just like all the other guys if he's not just like other guys she really enjoys his company and she kind of I feel like she kind of can't get over that like in in a good way like she she sees him as a person who's in whose company she enjoys and she's like you know what even if I haven't figured out whether or not 
he is or he isn't like the other guys, I still enjoy his company right now and I'm going to hang out with him. And I Exactly. I think you're 100% right. And that's why she is, that's why her guard is still up. And I think it's coming through in her dialogue. And it came through, I think, Jeremy, in earlier dialogue, but you were too busy fermenting and taking a call on the homophone uh, simultaneously to uh, pick up on that. But I think that you're 100% right. I think that she genuinely enjoys his company. She's genuinely pleased to see him, perhaps maybe despite herself, you know, her guard is still up a little bit because of the fight that they had. But I'm really glad also to see that like, sure it was a bad fight and honestly like when when we as readers left that fight i really like i didn't see them like getting back together but i guess you know time heals all wounds sort of situation occurring i really like i was like oh my god that fight was so bad how on earth are they gonna fix this and it just it's very natural i don't like i almost don't understand it i'm like but how I also think that they are avoiding talking about it because it's very painful for them. And I think maybe before the the end of this book, they might circle back around to addressing it at some point. I think that they're falling into a familiar pattern because they both want to be okay with each other again. And I think that in point of fact, this fight that they had is kind of hanging between them unspoken. Very much so. Very much. And I think there's mounting evidence that they are on opposite sides of this secret war that is being fought. But maybe maybe I am too brain poisoned. It's possible. But you know what? We're too far into this now, so might as well accept it. Might as well pickle in the poison, Nick. Yes, like Jeremy. Get into a tub. Um, okay. I have one more note, but uh, I want to make sure you guys are done with your notes before I make my note. Just pickle in the poison with me. <laughs> so my final note being that this is the end of a chapter. This chapter was called Debts. Um, to do with Quoth paying off his, uh, or like sort of paying back the debts to the people in uh, in Tarbin, and yeah, uh, deeper meanings, gentlemen. I think he's already paid his debts to the people in Tarbin. He's talking about he is talking about the debt. He doesn't does he like owe Ambrose exactly? Unclear. Yeah, well, he, it's sort of the it's it's not the literal debts, but it's it's the uh, emotional debts. He goes to Trappist. I suppose he does feel he owes Ambrose. And is there a debt to Denna that that he, it doesn't feel like he's paying a debt to Denna, but I don't know. Is he racking one up? Who knows? He saves her life, right? She's having some kind of like panic attack or asthma attack or something, and he saves her life. Does she owe him a debt? Oh, interesting. Interesting. He has her ring. He has to return her ring still. Yeah. Yeah, he owes her her ring, I guess, in a way. Yeah, like I, I actually kind of don't think that this this chapter title does have a lot of double meanings because I don't really think of the those things in Quoth and Denna's relationship as being transactional. Big surprise, Jeremy, not thinking the chapter title has any special meaning. <laughs> I mean, I'm actually kind of inclined to land on him on his side this time. It's hard to find a meaning in the, the second half in the Denna half of it. I guess he owes us a third name of the wind calling which he pays in this uh, chapter. Uh, yes, his debt to the reader. That's right. There we go. Solved it. Boom. Again. And there you go. Another. It. That's right. We're really uh, racking up the solves today. Yep. Extra successes. That's right. We have a letter. Yay. A letter from friend of the show and occasional co-host, RJ. Subject, wise man's fear ending. Ho, the pagers. I'm enjoying hearing you dissect these last chapters where Quoth comes back to the university having leveled up, and we get little tidbits about the new things he learns about naming, artificing, Yilish, etc. 
There are some changed. There are some charged moments with Dana still to come, which I await with some trepidation, knowing their story must be doomed. I wanted to point out some blank spaces in our man Kvothe's education here. He has now furthered his studies to every master's department, but rhetoric and alchemy by the end of Wiseman's Fear, by my account. Hem and Mandrag are those two professors, and Kvothe also tells us his failures in chemistry under Mandrag's Giller. I suppose you could also argue that he has not really studied under Lauren, even though he has access. But anyway, back to rhetoric and alchemy, the two things I think will end up being important at the end of the story. Quoth does have access to the texts about both of those subjects at the university by this time. We know Abenthai gave him rhetoric and logic, and Quoth gave Davy a copy of Kellum Tintir. In the frame narrative, Bast has that book. I think these must be important, right? Furthermore, I think Quoth's lack of study of these things may come to haunt him, but I can't quite form why yet. Curious what you might think. And as you all prepare to cover... And as you all prepare to close the cover on a very long and very ambitious project, I want to join in the chorus of my peers and say thank you again. I know it was a lot of work. I recognize how much mental and social energy it takes to run a podcast and keep up with fan mail and merchandise requests. Hopefully you can rest easy soon in the knowledge you have brought joy and company to many people and have created a fun little community within the warm atmosphere you cultivate among the three of you, which we are lucky to experience. May all your stories be glad ones and your roads be smooth and short. RJ, which stands for Respecting Jardenic. Aw, cute. <laughs> Thanks, RJ. It's always a pleasure to hear from you, and we're uh, very, very pleased to have you and everyone else in our own little uh, warm corner of the internet. Yeah, all the warm fuzzies. I don't know. Just... I just, uh, I feel like I don't have a lot to say on, on the contents of the letter other than like, yay. <laughs> you don't think that there's something important in the fact that he has these books that he never seemed to have read? On I am, these subjects. as always, uh, pleased to hear the, this interesting idea. But with a, on the fence, there there is no decision as to as to whether or not this is important or not. I can't. It does feel important. Many times now, he's said outright, "I know nothing about alchemy," and uh, I think it almost goes without saying that his rhetoric uh, powers are not great. So they do seem like um, conspicuous gaps. But as RJ says, it's hard to imagine how that will come to fruition. Also, I feel like if he did have all the boxes checked, he would be like it'd be too it'd be too good to be true, kind of thing. Like who whom amongst us really comes out of uh, higher education with like something that's well rounded versus something that's specialized? Like we, all, I feel like most of the time you come out of out of like post-secondary with something that's more specific and sure you lack some knowledge because of that, but you have more knowledge in other things. And I like, maybe he's just putting, putting his slots. He's, he's min maxing, but not too badly. <laughs> yeah. It would be a bit uh, neat if like just the one thing that he didn't, couldn't or wouldn't learn is the thing that in his down it is his downfall, especially considering what a polymath he is elsewhere. I do like the idea that he's min maxing, he's power gaming, he has intentionally, <laughs> uh, yeah, his dump stats are alchemy and rhetoric. I do like that. However, I would also put to you that if he is in fact a lackless, uh, the lacklesses lack for nothing, right? So maybe that is why he is uh, a polymath. Huh? Uh, huh? Jeremy? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Been... Okay. Fine uncharacteristically quiet especially considering i just convinced jordana i think that 
I I'm more on Jordana's uh, side of things where it's like no one could be good at everything. Uh, and I do think that maybe his academic uh, lacks will come back to haunt him in the third book. And I think maybe that's something we should keep an eye on. Maybe, but I, maybe he's a lacking lackless. You're a lackless. I, I don't think so. I'm, I'm probably a Hufflepuff, though. <laughs> hmm. Well, listeners, uh, we will sort you into uh, houses on tomorrow's page. Uh, the wind. wind.